<laughs> Who tells a four-year-old to pick up the gad and start? I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> Reenactment. I'm gonna tell you right now, Junior. When they drag me out of here, I want you to take this goddamn nine millimeter, Daddy. Just like Daddy told you, okay? I want you to cock. It's already cocked back. You got one in the chamber, Junior. You got one in the chamber, Junior. You just got to just pull that trigger. You get Daddy free. You bust those cops, just like Call of Duty. Just, just squeeze the trigger. <laughs> this is another episode of Decoding Forty. This is Mac, aka Mr. Raw, making all your fantasies come true. Zello, live from BK, but residing in Harlem. What's up, it's your boy Vin, aka Vinny Pugazi, master of impressions. Yo, what's up, this is Alar, and I'm talking directly into the mic. Welcome to the stage, guys. <laughs> Hello, Google. I just do heroin. That sounds gross. Oh, y'all just trying to play me out. Oh, I'm being a bad <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Matt couldn't make it this week, so I'm going to take over the driver's seat. And that being said, welcome to another episode of Decoding 40. I'm your boy L.O. a.k.a. The Driver. And I'm here with my main man. What's up? What's up? You got your boy Vin in the building. Hope everybody's good out there enjoying this nice springtime weather in the New York City, New Jersey areas. This is Alaric. This is who? Smoky Mountain Alaric. (laughs) (laughs) When I get up in the morning in the Smoky Mountains, I'll brush my teeth with whiskey. And then I eat a bear's foot. (laughs) (laughs) I wash my body with a bear fur sponge. They say wash. 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 Wash my ass. Yeah. Wash your ass. Well, here we are. Another week. What's going on in your lives, fellas? Well, this week I am in uh, Alcoa, Tennessee. Between Alcoa, Tennessee and Townsend, Tennessee. I've only seen two black people since I've been here. You in a mirror? Well, there's three of us, <laughs> as far as as far as I know. We've all checked in on the on the colored app, um, <laughs> all accounted for. No, but this it's it's weird when you you go somewhere and it's ninety nine point nine 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 percent white, and I mean I don't see any Latinos. I haven't no. seen any Asians. I definitely have not seen any Native Americans. Yo, they got you on a fucking, no. they got you on a list right now. We got a black in town. So <laughs> let's just make sure we keep an eye on Because <laughs> right. sometimes there one literally a bell that went off when you crossed the state line <laughs> or the county line. And I haven't been pulled over once. Uh, but I'll tell you, no, everyone is, has been super nice. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know how Southerners are. They're very, very polite. Oh, for sure. I don't know what they're saying under their breath. After I walk away, you know, I haven't you, heard "Bless His Heart" yet. You know what? Like that. <laughs> you know what I, I find? Well, what I found when I lived in the South is, if they're polite, most of the time, genuinely, that's how they are. Mm-hmm. 
if they don't say anything at all, that's when you, that's when you got to kind of worry. Like when they mm. just looking at you, like uh, I'm not even going to say anything to you because the look that I'm giving you says, "Nigger, what are you doing in my store? Mm. <laughs> Put those Cheetos down. <laughs> we don't have any ice." Where I'm, where the hotel is, there's absolutely nothing around here. Jesus, it looks like uh, they're rebuilding former ghost town um, <laughs> again. Yeah, <laughs> is there a McDonald's? There's Rose. this hotel and there's the highway. Yeah, that wow. is all. No way you can get anything to eat. Got to be a gas station there, though. No, there's, uh, within within I guess within three miles or so, there's, there's okay. like restaurants, but okay. like in the oh. in the in the direct vicinity, there is absolutely nothing. You can, can you get a fried fish sandwich anywhere near you? Um, I did get a uh, shrimp po' boy uh, okay. for dinner. Nice. Okay. Yes. Uh, not yesterday. Day before yesterday, and uh, it was it's pretty good. I, but I paid like six dollars delivery fee plus tip yeah. plus nice. tax. It's a thirty-five dollar fish sandwich. Huh? What? No, wait. What, what, how much was a fish sandwich? I bought the fish sandwich with fries and like a side of fried pickles. It is. It was close to thirty dollars, and I'll have it. If not, it was. I might have been over thirty dollars actually, but it's per diem, so I don't, whatever. Yeah, and I don't have to go anywhere. He's like, I'm gonna have a fried pickles, which is pretty good. I um, never had that. No, before. they're they're delicious, but uh, yeah, you really got to be in the mood to order them, though. I was. <laughs> well, there you go. I put them on my pole, boy. Rick was like, fuck it, I'm I'm ordering. I ain't paying for this shit, so let me just <laughs> fry pickles for everyone. <laughs> I'm in the mood. <laughs> it was two days worth of fried pickles. Nice. It was not a single sitting. I'm sure. <laughs> nah, wait, did you have them for breakfast? <laughs> no, nah, I, I had them for a late night snack yesterday. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was, uh, I was, I was going to tell you the story. So yesterday, I got back to the hotel at probably maybe 5. And by 5.30 p.m., I was fast asleep. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was sleeping like a like a, a toddler at 5.30 p.m. And uh, so I, I missed the That's window bad. to, like, order Seamless when I woke up uh-huh. at 10. So that was my my late night snack was uh, second helping of uh, fried pickles. Fried That's pickles. that country. Well, yeah, you got to get some context why you were so tired, though. It was just it was a rough it was a rough day. It was the first day of shooting. And that's always it's always rough because you're you're loading in, you're setting everything up. Um, so it's it's always a haul the first day. But like in terms of like moving around, we're sort of half indoor, half outdoor. So it wasn't it's not and it's not brutal conditions. It's it's actually pretty warm. But it was just you know I was just I was, was just hard. Not to cut you off, but I was actually referring to your drive from <laughs> from New York to way Tennessee. too far. <laughs> to alcohol well, we, we we I did it in two days. Um we did a layover in in Roanoke, Virginia. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> I laid over in a hotel and got back in the car. No, gotten back in the van. Um we did a, a a layover in Roanoke, Virginia. So we drove like like probably the first day was like six hours, which is I think is normal drive. No, nah, I don't do anything over four hours. Six hours isn't that bad. And then the second day we did another enough. four four and a half four four hours. So it wasn't yeah. DC might is is probably yeah. the furthest I'll drive. L drives to Maryland and gets to four hours. Like I've had enough. Stop right here. Where are, where are we right now? Is that crap? I've had enough, nigga. I've not, I'm not going any further than this right now. I've had enough. <laughs> when I was rehabbing a house in Baltimore, I I would drive every weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
So yeah. after that, it's, it was just like, no, I can't do this. I anymore. get it. I, yeah. I get yeah. it. But I, my entire, I had two days where the only thing I had to do was was drive. So it wasn't like I had to do anything else. Mm-hmm. So that That's was true. that was That's true. that was that was the work. You know. What are you oh, driving? Well, I am driving a Ford Transit or a Transport 250. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think it's a Transit. Is that a van? Yeah, it's a van. Okay. Yeah. It's not a truck. I got a shitload of equipment that I brought down from New Jersey. It, and it's actually, it drives like a car. You kind of forget that you're driving a, a van. But it's one of those, you know, those high top vans that you could stand up in the back. Like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. six, six, oh, five or okay. That's nice. Um, like a sprinter almost, right? <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, that's I want to get one of those. Yeah, I want to get one of those vans. I can put my <laughs> I can put my puppies in it and some my, my ice cream and candy and roll the streets. Let <laughs> uh, me stop. Get some good work done. Um, that's pretty much my check-in. Oh, I'm drinking a very local bottle of straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, it's called Company Distilling, and it's pretty good. Mm. They literally distill it down the street from the liquor store that I bought it at, which is about, I don't know, four miles from here. I've heard that they that's made with the crushed bones of uh, the coal miners. Uh, that's distilled. <laughs> the, the suffering of coal miners. <laughs> it's a delicious whiskey. It's something about those bones, it just gives it a good flavor. It's mixed with coal miner widow tears. <laughs> Black love. It's, yes. It's <laughs> black lung. You can taste it. You can that taste was the, the original black lung. name for it. <laughs> exactly. Black lung. <laughs> it didn't oh, market well. Oh, man. I guess I'm next. Um, what's going on with me? Nothing much. I've just been uh, trying to do these recordings, man, um, and learning how to edit it and all other stuff. Outside of that, I started driving for Lyft a little more than I really, not that I want to. I need to be doing it more, but I'm lazy. Whatever the fuck. I don't give a shit. Who do I got to apologize for? All right. Okay. Anyway. And it's, you know what? It's not that bad. I mean, when you get your mind mind wrapped around it, you know, you can make some decent money in a, in a given day. I'm not killing myself. You know, it's gas. It's, you know, wear and tear on my car, but I got to, you know, my car is pretty new and doesn't have that much, that many miles on it. So fuck it. I got to do that. I got to sacrifice a little bit, but have you picked up any interesting people? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Um, have I picked up any interesting people? I don't want to say interesting more than talkative. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm starting to see, you know, certain people want conversations, some people don't. Black folks and Latinos that speak English will will talk. They want to have conversation. Mm. You know, I had this one dude, he was talking to me, telling me about his wife, his kids, and he sounded really? like he he sound to me in my mind because I didn't really get to take get a look at him. He sounded like Willie. He could have been like related to Willie Strange. Really, this is way this guy was talking, the way he sounded, and the way he was talking in the back seat of my car. He was just like, and I told that bitch, I, I these motherfucking kids get you on know, my fucking nerves. I told that little motherfucker, I said, hey, listen here, motherfucker, you gotta stop doing it. Yeah, 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 he was he was going in, and he gave me a tip though. He was like, you know what, man, I'm gonna get tip, man. You, you have a good night. You're yeah. like a therapist. Did you? Yeah, basically, that's what I was thinking. Also, now, did you pick him up from a bar or drop him off at a bar? No, I <laughs> I picked him up from his house and he stink of weed. So oh. he, he gets in my car <laughs> and he was going to work. He was working at oh. one of these factories over here in Jersey. 
and uh, you know, older gentleman. But uh, you know, I, I've met some nice people, some people from Hoboken, all over, all over Jersey for the most part. Like you get those airport calls, either taking them to the airport or picking them up from the airport. You know what I mean? But uh, mm. yeah, I would say probably sixty percent of the people, sixty-five, seventy percent of the people I pick up, I speak to. Really? Mm. Like they'll say, it's like That'd I always, I always. I greet him. I say, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How are you? You know, are you okay? How are you doing today? Fine. Okay. And then, you know, depending on how they talk back to me, determines whether or not they're in the mood to have a conversation or not. You know, if they speak to me and they say, oh, you know, I'm fine. How are you today? Oh, okay, thanks. Some people ha- ask you, how are you today? You know, I'm fine. I'm driving a car. I'm taking you where you got to go. Now, get in my car. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, that would never be me. <laughs> I'm usually like, hey, let's just make sure this is my car. And be quiet. Don't but um, what, what, I, got, I got a question for you. Yes. Are you the Lyft driver that helps people with their bag? When you get them at the airport, you help them with their bag into the trunk. Or are you the type of Lyft driver that stands there next to the open trunk and you put in your own bag? Or are you the Lyft driver that doesn't even get out to see what you're doing? I'm the first one. Yeah, I get out because I want to, first of all, I want to see what you're putting in my trunk. Right? <laughs> so for me, for me, it's more, it's more, but no, it's, it's, just, it's more of a security thing. I want to see what right, you're right. putting in the trunk and what, and then I'm getting out to see what you're taking out of the trunk. Now, right. it's not that I have anything in my trunk, but still, I don't want, you know, because it's still my vehicle. It's not like it's a rental. You feel me? So whatever you're putting in, I want to see the bag you, cause you can't tell me. If I don't, it, you could turn around and say, well, I left a Louis Vuitton bag in there and now it's not mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. I'm looking, I'm verifying what you put in there and when you're taking out. And I usually grab the bag. Here you go. Have a nice day. Have a nice flight. Blah, blah, blah. Look you know, him. that's it. Responsible Ronnie over here. Responsible Ronnie. This motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I'm responsible Ronnie. <laughs> Why? Because that, okay. that driver that stands by the open trunk or doesn't get out of it, he gets four stars. Why? I, I, I think Because, you know, sometimes people don't want you touching their things or they don't want you accidentally touching them. So yeah. it's at least better to have someone ask, would you mind helping with me with my bags rather than... And I just grab the bag. No, no. I, I want the Lyft driver to ask me, do you need any help? Because most of the time I don't need help. It's fine. Well, that's true. Yeah. But just no, to I, stand I don't, there I don't... with the open, holding up the... Holding up the with the open trunk with the Statue of Liberty pose. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, and and see, you know what? I I can I can gauge. I've I've been able to gauge because not often people open up your trunk. I've been able to ga- gauge whether or not a person wants to put in their trunk or they and like you know I'll get out, open a trunk, and I'll go to grab. No, I got it. Okay, no problem. You know what I'm saying? I I at least offer. You know, you want me to get that? If they say no, I got it. You got it. I don't know what you got in. I don't know if you what what heavy shit you might have in there. I fuck around, pick that shit up, hurt my back. I just imagined you with a clipboard and a pen, taking inventory of everything that's being put in your trunk. <laughs> you put in two boxes, <laughs> one radio. Sign here, and you'll have to sign them out when we sign get to here. The sign here, X here. I need to see your ID, sir. I've been riding in your car. It doesn't matter. I need to see your ID. It's a process. Who are you? Who oh, are fuck you? you are. You could have fucking vanished. You went through a time continuum <laughs> while you were in my back seat and switched bodies. I don't know who you I are. I wasn't looking in the rear view the whole I time. I was looking in front of me. I was going where I was supposed to go. 
I don't know what the men popped in and out of. I listen. I, I can't need to see sure. some ID. <laughs> Speaking no. of which, do you have a camera in your vehicle? I sure the fuck do. Yes, nice. I do. I got a camera facing out, and I got a camera facing inside the cab. What so happens takes, to that video? It runs on a mm-hmm. time loop. And for the most part, uh, if something happens, it has like a sensor on it. So like if there is an, any type of impact, this, it, it react, it, it, this, there's a sense in the camera that sees that something's happened or feels mm-hmm. the jolt and will store that particular frame. Like it automatically saves it, you know, based on the, the no. type of jolt. You nice. Get, so. Pretty fancy. I mean, you know, it was Amazon. There you go. And listen, it, it's, it's great to have because, you know, you got people sitting behind you. You don't know what they're doing, you know, or what they what they could be doing. They could be trying to fucking hurt you or something like that. But I can't carry, I don't carry a weapon with me. I just carry, you know, a, um, I got a wand, like a fucking collapsible wand that I got from a family member, you know. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know if those are legal. They're not, not but we should not make how it. effective are they if you're sitting in the vehicle? Well, it, it's a question of if, if I have to get out the vehicle and, and oh, okay. deal with a confrontation, then I'm, you know, at least I have, I have something. Because nowadays, cats got gats. Now, if I pull that out and someone pulls out a gun, <laughs> I'm the biggest asshole there ever was. <laughs> he died with a wand in his hand. You, you lose, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, son, you stick a stick out of Harry Potter, me digging. Stick and pull out a wand on me, son. So I had to pull out the head. Abracadabra me. You stick each other, abracadabra my brain. So I had to pull one of this fucking scum with this dirty yanks. Heavy punt ass nigga. You should think of Hamani? Hamani Granger or some shit, nigga? What you think you said, nigga? Oh. I had the Voldemort oh. nigga. <laughs> David Copperfield. I had a Voldemort nigga. No, I, I mean, listen. <laughs> it's, uh, no, nah, I've, I've been, dr- I've, I've done it, in, I've been driving in the morning. I find, it, you know, the thing with Lyft is like the way it works is like you can, Depending on what time of the day you drive, you you can make more money and things of that nature. So, but I've did I've done most of all the shifts. I've done PMs, I've done AMs. Last night I went out like three in the morning, came back at nine, made what I needed to make in that time frame, and you know just chill. Nice, you know. And I all I do is drive around, drive people around, have my little water with me. You know, the worst thing is trying to find a bathroom. 48-year-old bladder is different from a 20-year-old bladder. Now, you may remember we did a show called Funk Your Uber where we talked about Uber drivers who stink. Do I stink? (laughs) That wasn't my question. (laughs) Have I... Did you put it out there? Have you farted in the car? Of course. And have you had to clean it or, you know, spray it or whatever before a customer got in there and you were still concerned about the smell? No, because my farts don't smell that horrible. Like I didn't shit myself. It's a fart. It's, look at this. His, his shit don't stink. He, it does. It smells it like actually, roses. It actually does. It does smell like a rose. <laughs> rose really smell like boo boo. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I just listened to that album last weekend. Um, but nah, it's you know, it's just um. Look, man. <laughs> Hey, it's not so that bad. So you haven't been concerned about the smell? In no, your no, 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 no. I, 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 I don't because I'm wearing a mask. First of all, and second of all, everybody <laughs> else. <wearing> a mask. <laughs> no, you have to. You have to wear a mask because of right, no, you're you're saying that's why mask. you can't smell it is because you're wearing a mask and you're passing for the most part. Uh, and they're okay. wearing a mask, and yeah. 
as far as that, that, when they come in a car, like some of them be stinking, like they just literally put the L out. Wow. Um, some of them smell like liquor. This one, I picked this one woman up and she had some fried fish and she was like, oh, I hope you don't mind. I, I can put it in the trunk if you want me to. I was like, nah, you're all right. And that shit smelled so fucking good. I was like, yo, not for nothing. I said, that fish smells delicious. <laughs> Where did you get that from? She, said, I tell you, she was a woman from Brooklyn and was like, yeah, you got to go back over here. The name, the name of the spot is the Green Lantern or some shit like that. It's in mm-hmm. Newark. I'm wow. going to have to go over there. Green man <laughs> or some shit like that. I got to go over there. I got to. Each one, teach one. That's dope. Yes. Fried fish sandwiches. And that's basically it, man. That's my check-in. I want to tell you about a, a group of fucking Mooliants, right? They're called the Code of 40. I watch these guys on fucking YouTube. Great guys, right? I also listen to their podcast. But get this. These fucking guys are crazy. They left a fucking telephone number for you to leave a message with them, right? It's 608-618-4040. It's 608-618-4040. I like to call them sometime and break their fucking balls and call them movies and stuff like that. You can do all that stuff. What's going to happen? They're going to come get you. Forget about it. 608-618-4040. It's your fucking life already. So for my check-in, I did something, I guess, that was uh, somewhat special. A friend of mine, one of my boys that I've known since like three, four years old, and um, we went to the same daycare center. So he got in touch with one of our old teachers who taught at the daycare center at the time, and she had a uh, online class thing where she's remember pen pals when we were kids Mm -hmm. yeah so she's essentially doing zoom pals where she connects with other classes and other schools and has her class talk with the other class and my boys he he lives in dubai and he's in education so that's how they kind of reconnected so he thought it would be a good idea to invite me on to surprise her because she said he said that she had just brought up my name the last time we talked. So I was happy to get on. And it was cool because as soon as I heard her voice, she threw me immediately back into the daycare center. I felt like, wow, I remember being four years old, hearing her mm-hmm. voice. That was a bizarre feeling. And the kids were really cool from both. One was a private school or one was a, I don't even know what you call it, independent school. And the other was a public school over on Empire Boulevard. Had fun with the kids, listening to the conversation, asked a few questions myself. It was really engaging. It was fun. And at the end, I had to go because I had a meeting to go to, but I didn't realize that they were wrapping up, but I didn't want to be rude if I had to hop on. So as I'm speaking, I say, hey, really had a good time. Love talking with you guys. Uh, Take care. Have a great weekend. They're like, why don't you come back? I was in my head like, I'm sorry, children. (laughs) This was a one-time deal. (laughs) You won't see me ever again. That's not I'm my that, spiel. I'm I'm the one time Charlie. Okay, That's <laughs> <laughs> this is a one trick pony. Um, but yeah, I I hope these kids grow up to be amazing as they look like they will be. But um, I have no intention of ever getting back on that call again. So, but speaking of kids, so the Super Bowl was last week. It feels like it was forever now. We were actually recording, and then I watched about the last two minutes right before, or five minutes right before the halftime. We stopped recording. The show we finished, uh, I think, right before the halftime show started. Watching the show, got the speakers blasting and everything. Really good show. Really good show. And my son, my youngest son, is watching. Have you, wait, first, did you guys watch it? Or have you seen clips? The halftime show? I I saw it. Yeah. The halftime show? Yes. I watched the halftime show. What'd you think? I thought it was pretty good. It was good. 
Yeah. And I, I think I heard someone say that Dr. Dre owned that set. Like, that's his set. Which was oh, really? His, for right. his, um... Okay. I don't, for his tour? Good. Is he doing tour or something? I don't know. But it's, it's like in his backyard. He just brought it yeah. out. Well, he's got, he's, got, he's, he's got to make back up back that money he lost to his wife. <laughs> oh, he doesn't worry about money. that money. So anyway, my youngest son is, he comes into the living room and he's watching it. And he's like, oh, I said, he said, who's performing? I said, it's going to be some, you know, real hip hop performers. So he goes, oh, oh, really? Let's see. So when he saw Snoop, he saw us going crazy. So I'm like, okay. I at least have one kid who's in the hip hop. So <laughs> he's going nuts. And then do you remember when they lowered the camera and 50 cents is it comes in the shot and he gets down and the women that are dancing around 50 mm-hmm. and they're gyrating around each other. My nine year old says, whoa, 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 whoa. what is happening? That's so he's he's like he's like stunned, like you know, to watch the women uh, dance the way that they, so provocatively, and he's he's like mesmerized. Club, <laughs> right? I'm I pretty sure he grew club. pubes uh, on Sunday, and <laughs> he was he enjoyed that part of the show very much to the point where when he realized that how into it he got uh, embarrassed and put the uh, sofa pillow over his face, but um. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I thought it was a good show. Um, I saw a lot of detractors. Obviously, there was a lot of jokes about 50. But in terms of uh, performance and just overall, I, you know, the imminent kneeling that, as I've heard people say, that that was an inconsequential action or, or it, it just was a meaningless um, gesture in, in so many ways. But he did it. And, you know, what, what are you going to do? I, they never showed that on television, though, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I think he just didn't realize that's what he was doing. Yeah, I I just thought he was just ending his show. Like, and then it was like, oh, he kneeled. Oh, I was like, okay, all right. If that's what you like, then that's what you like. But, but yeah, other than that, I watched. He was he was securing his invite. He was securing his invite to the uh, barbecue. But for who? It's already secured. Like, I I just it felt like unnecessary. Like, why now? Because he just got the stage. Okay, but he could have said something. Like, I, I don't remember him being very vocal for the past couple of years about this. So that's what I'm saying. Well, if you remember when he did uh, the Cypher, I think it was the BET Awards or maybe it was the MTV yeah. Awards. They do that. Yeah, he went at Trump. He went at, I don't know if he went directly at the NFL, but he's he's been critical. But I mean, he's saying it on their platform. You know, he's making that statement on their platform. So I think that that was sort of the point of him doing it because he from what i understand he was asking if he could do it and they said no and he did it anyway well why would he ask kaepernick maybe i think they have to run the entire well since the titty came out i'm pretty sure they have to run every aspect of the show (laughs) past the nfl and then i'm going to kneel no you're not pull my dick out (laughs) and i pull my dick out it'll be worse than janet jackson I am absolutely positive <laughs> that every minute, every well, second, pull my dick of out, that holding a picture of Janet Jackson, holding <laughs> <laughs> holding a picture of Janet Jackson and her titty out. <laughs> titty out. How you like? How you like them apples? <laughs> I call it the trifecta. If you um, haven't watched, like that, I said, I'm going back and watch that video of the titty. I saw. I watched it, Janet. Game. Well, you know what? They didn't play it then. But first off, the it, it's it's. An, another ridiculous moment in, in our lives where 
it's not it's a millisecond of time like it, it's crazy it was, me, it was it was on purpose over and over again you think it was on Janet, purpose I, janet i love you i i know i know you said it's a wardrobe malfunction but that was on purpose go back and watch the video now you, like it there was like no i have there I, was really no reason no you, dance don't move me. you know i'm gonna watch this video just on gp yeah it's because it's thursday is it, oh, as Hillary Clinton says, it's nipple. a day that ends in Y. Is <laughs> a pierced nipple out? Why not? But they they totally did it on purpose. Anyway, I enjoyed mm-hmm. the Super Bowl right. halftime show. I enjoyed it too. It was good. And I got one last uh, note for my check in. I uh, binged the series Them on Amazon Video, and uh, only reason I watched it is because I was on IG, and there's a part where the black woman slaps the white woman for calling a nigger. And it was captioned, uh, this is your black history moment of the day. And I thought that was hilarious. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch them. It's it's actually a pretty fascinating series. Have you guys watched this? This is no. Jordan Peele's? No, this is uh, uh, Lena Waite. Oh, not us? It is. No, it's what, them. Was uh, was us Jordan Peele? Yeah. <laughs> Us was okay, and, and them was Lena Waite. Okay, I started watching it. And me was by yeah. me. <laughs> me was by me. I didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't. It was good. It was good. It was it was a it was a horror was a horror series, yeah. uh, where the white people were the monsters, and it was actually yeah. pretty fascinating. So, I recommend it. I encourage everybody to take a few days out of their week and knock it off. It's only about 10 episodes. You know how we do when it comes to binging. So knock yourself out. And that's this week's check-in. And this is Leon and I am done speaking. What's good, people? This is Alaric. If you like the show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, um, Tumblr. Did I say Tumblr? Fluor. That's new. It's brand new. Just came out. Fluke, Etsy, Pinterest, Friendster, Hamster, X Hamster. Oh, wait. That's my private account. Don't follow that. Normally during my check-in, I would talk about the ills of New York City MTA and how uh, just how super trash it is. And this week is no exception. I don't even want to bore you this week about what I saw. It's the same thing. People sleeping, people shitting, people pissing shooting drugs. Uh, matter of fact, I'll, I'll go on to this little thing. I'm, call, I'm walking down the stairs at 125th with my son. I hear one crackhead said to another crackhead, kid, as if to put the drugs away. So I was almost appreciative <laughs> of this action and this, like, his his He was an old school crackhead. <laughs> he, was old, he was an 80s crackhead. He said, when Mrs. Johnson comes by, we used to put the crack rock away. We wouldn't smoke in front of Mrs. Johnson. <laughs> we had respect as our elders. And children. Right. There's rules to this shit. Exactly. These young kids don't, these young crackheads don't know that. <laughs> they don't. But the shout out to crackhead commandments. Yeah, the, the <laughs> whole head, the old crackhead commandments. So, in light of everything that's happening with in terms of the crime, in terms of the drugs, the, the vagrancy, our illustrious, and I put that in quotes, Mayor Eric Adams uh, has released a subway safety plan to start soon, um, particularly with the uh, point of zero tolerance when it comes to dealing with people on the train, where they will no longer be able to be vagrants and loiter for more than an hour, I think, more than two hours at most. 
I don't know who's got the stop clock, but apparently if you are lingering in in New York City subways, you will be asked to leave. And this is supposed to be a part of call to action that uh, saw, uh, let's see, six stabbings and a man who swung a hatchet at two strap hangers um, out in Crown Heights in Brooklyn. Happened on the same day. He made his announcement, right? Right. You guys want to talk about this a little bit, or do you want to talk about the ramifications of the budget of the uh, NYPD being increased while other important things like education being significantly decreased? So, well, it ain't going to work, right? It's not going to work. It's, you, you, you're, you're depending it on, see, and then what's going to happen is now, I'm almost sure of it. I mean, I'm not there anymore, but I'm almost sure that, that, that transit themselves has come out with their own initiative in regards to see something, say something. They've probably re-ramped that up and they've either probably added an announcement or, or either an automated announcement or an actual physical announcement that the, that the, the crew needs to make every cer- cer- you know, certain minutes in a, in a given trip. To encourage <laughs> like, people, get your ass off the train. No, to encourage people. If you're like you know, if you're if you're in a car right now and you feel threatened by a you know homeless individual, please you know you know don't hesitate to alert the crew and blah blah blah. If if, if someone's harassing you, whatever. So that type of shit. So okay, if, if you're making announcements like that on the on the actual you know PA or in the system itself, and people feel threatened, they're going to start. There'll be more of that which will then increase more assaults to crews because now you're looking at, you know, the crews as a snitch because they're mm-hmm. going to be able to tell on you. So, you know, it's, it's not going to work because <laughs> try finding a cop down there when you need a cop. They don't listen. They have radios too. Sometimes they can walk the other way. Yo, you can be, I'm going to tell you right now, there's been times I remember working there and there'd be like fucking 20 cops in like one station. And the minutes you need one of them, it's like they fucking literally disappear into the fucking, into the ether. <laughs> They're just gone, right? And you can't get them. So it's like, and then, and, and a lot of times the cops are like, yo, what are, you, what are they going to do? They're not detaining them. They're not, well, they, are they, they're not going to detain them. So all they're doing is physically removing them out of one station. And all the homeless person is going to do is walk to another station, get on the train again, and continue the same cycle. Well, I, I agree with you. It is not going to work, but I don't think that I think they can clear out people from the subway because when they make it so uncomfortable, because right now it's comfortable. It's been comfortable since the pandemic because there was less people on the train. Nobody was bothering them. Nobody's harassing them. Nobody's pushing them out of the station. When it becomes uncomfortable, they, they, they that's what they want to do. They want to make it uncomfortable for the homeless people and uh, anyone who's mentally ill who is riding the subways and sort of using it as a shelter, they're going to make it uncomfortable for them to be on the trains and underground. But this is not a solution. Yeah, where they go. Yeah, the problem, they're just going to stab people and hatchet people in the head above ground. Yeah. You haven't solved the problem. (laughs) Right. On the bus. Right, right. Right, they're going to take the bus and hatchet people on the bus. (laughs) Exactly. Or just walking down the street. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're both right. They're not looking at what the real issue is. The real issue is, is that during the pandemic, a lot of these services for people who needed mental, needed help with their, their mental health weren't getting it. There weren't enough facilities. There weren't enough places for them to go. They weren't able to get their meds. This, this, it was already stabbing on the subway is weird because it's not even like people are getting mugged. 
if this was like muggings have gone through the roof, okay, we have something we can tie it to. People are poor. People needed money. People were desperate. Okay. But people are just getting stabbed for no reason means that there's a bunch of... No, I think it's people who are not well who are hearing voices and their voices are saying, uh, stab people. But you know what? Push them on the tracks. But you know what the thing is, is that I, I read that article that when they when they were talking about the gentleman that pushed the Asian lady on the, on the train tracks, and he was frustrated because he, he his sister was interviewed as well and said that basically like he would get into situations where he would be taken off the street and put in these facilities and he wasn't taken care of properly and he would warn them right. So there's a level of frustration coming from the person who's sick, especially if they know they're sick and they have somewhat of a, of a head on their shoulder where they know they want to get better, but the system is also failing them. Yeah. So you, you, like you, you know, you just said, we're going to bring them out the subway so they can stab people on the street. Right. Right. Because they're still hearing the voices in their head, whether they're on the subway or they're on the street, the voices are still telling them to do things. And until you treat that, until you treat, those people who are having uh, mental health issues, those people that are that are homeless, you can't just take them out of the subway. Where are they going to go? They got to have some place to to go. Just just taking them out of the subway system is not solving the problem. It's just kicking the can down the road, which is politics exactly. as usual. And they're so aggressive right. now. They they're a lot more aggressive too. Yeah, and I, I want to say you both are right that this is not a solution. This is a tactic. But what do you say in the face of a, a mayor that is committed to a, a, approaching this problem from a police force standpoint where he is committed, to, like I said, in saying that you have to start making New York City safer by making the subway safer. Mm-hmm. And to make the subway safer, you have to actually bring more police force down into the subways. So I, I how, how is that believe, not going to exacerbate the situation? I genuinely believe that he thinks that this is the solution because he still separated. He still separates himself from those people, right? It's us and them. He doesn't see those those people who are in need on the subway as part of the the society he is protecting, right? He sees good and decent. In in his defense, he has said that the plan to uh, improve or increase. The police force is the first step towards ending homelessness in our subways, uh, but providing comprehensive mental health services uh, to those in need is is equally as important um, in order to keep the subway safe. My problem with this is all I'm hearing is about the increase in police presence and not Mm -hmm. what the plan is to first fund these resources that are needed. And two, identifying which resources are going to be dispersed in order to support um, these these homeless people and these vagrants and these drug addicts who are going to be displaced from underground. You know what? I, I have an actual plan. Please tell us. Is it the nine 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 plan? No. <laughs> I, I my plan is bums with badges. <laughs> Give the bums badges. Give them jobs. Clean them up. And they know the homeless trick. They know all the trick. I know that trick, motherfucker. Come on out. <laughs> I know every trick in the book. <laughs> What's crazy is there's a little bit of genius in that, uh, actually. Bums with badges. Um, but the, but the, in, in all seriousness, <laughs> that's, that's we have to figure out how to support services 
like financially, like there's a lot of money in the city. Obviously, it's suffered over the past year and a half or two years. But if you have money to increase or to go towards um, NYPD, I think you have to figure out how to get more money to go to other parts of the city that need help. You, mm-hmm. you know what's 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 crazy about it? And I just looked it up. In 2021, the NYPD budget was $9.9 billion with a B. Their police force has more money than, like, their budget is bigger than some of some small countries when it comes mm-hmm. to military budget. They have a $9.9 billion budget, and somehow they still found the need to cut education by $110 million this year and an additional $46 million for the next, uh, I guess, up to five years, whatever his mayoral uh, reign lasts, however, however long his mayoral uh, reign lasts. That, that's, that's ridiculous. A, allow me to say this. this. That's a great segue because... Like, what do you now think this mayor's legacy is headed towards? He's the black because Giuliani. if you're cutting education based on the lack of attendance during a pandemic, that seems illogical, irrational, mm-hmm. and it's cutting resources that kids desperately need. My son is in a uh, reading program that has dramatically improved the way that he reads mm. in just the short period of time that they've been back in person in class, in the classroom. Now he did have the same resource while they were doing at home learning, but I can't imagine this service being cut during the time that he needed or any other student may have needed it. And that's, those are the services and those are the resources that are going to be cut first. Well, you know, we, we're, we're turning into a, a, a fascist society of military. We've always been that way, right? But it's, it's, it's progressively getting worse. You know the 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 over militarization of police and 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 just that whole mindset is is on the rise. It's it's, it's the next agenda. It's all about you don't want to be perceived as being you know weak on crime. Mm-hmm. You know uh, I, I got to be strong on crime because everybody's screaming about how fucked up it is, and if I don't do anything about it, I won't be a second term mayor. And I want to get to the second term because after I, if I want to, I want to run for governor because I want to be governor of New York. I don't. I honestly don't even think he's thinking past this office or the next election. I think he's thinking about how he's getting skewered in the press, and he he's being a little too reactionary. Like every problem that comes up in the press, he's gonna he's gonna try to put out a press release to try to quell this, put this one down. I can solve it. I'm taking care of it, and they're, they're putting him under pressure. I feel for him in that way. I unfortunately. hope that. I hope that one, then he doesn't two, have the right time. team around him. Well, I, I think I think one of the hardest jobs besides president in the United States is running New York City. It is a behemoth mm-hmm. to yeah. try to manage like saying, and, and it's, handle. It's and that's why a lot of people in so many ways in right. a lot of countries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he's going to have to get it together. Yeah. And and the two things that he does two things he better not do. He better not offend uh, the Jewish community or he better not get caught in a scandal. Because he already said the cracker thing. Like, please don't get him on tape saying something derogatory about any anybody that could put him in a bad place. He says anything anything sideways, and he seems like he's a little seem like one of those dudes that he might he might grab a couple asses here and there. I, that's what I'm saying. He do kind of got that. I'll grab your ass, sis. You know what I'm saying? Your pardon me, sis. I didn't mean to grab your ass. I was reaching for the punch. Like he's that type of dude. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I'm just typecasting, but he kind of looks a little. I got a story to tell offline. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. 
All right. Well, um, on that note, let's talk about what happened this week in racism. This Week in Racism, brought to you by the same people for the last 400 years. This Week in Racism, a video went viral showing police, two police officers breaking up a fight in a mall between uh, two teenagers. One was 14 and Black, the other was 15 and Latino, but based on the video, everyone thought that this was a white teenager, and also based on the response of the police officers. So it what we all saw was two police officers disregard the older teenager and pin the black teenager to the ground and put him in handcuffs. Everyone that saw the video basically had the uh, same response in seeing the black teenager pinned to the ground and the other teenager, again, who we all assumed was white at the time, being treated with kid gloves, basically. And just, you know, first, I, I almost felt got like the officer was... Yeah, like the officer was ma- making sure that the, the kid who she probably perceived as white was okay <laughs> before she mm-hmm. got to putting her knee in the black kid. Yeah. So um, we all know that they're super strong. Did it did they hurt you? So if yes. you haven't <laughs> so if you haven't seen the video, I'm just gonna describe the scene. <laughs> Two teenage boys are fighting. The white looking kid is on top of the black kid. Into the frame rushes two police officers. They pull the kid on top, who appears to be white, off of the black kid. One officer sits him down on the couch. I got it. On a cushy white We've couch. We've got it. We've got it. Ironically. <laughs> Let the team. And then joins her partner and puts her knee into the neck of the black kid who was already on the ground. I mean, well, let, let us, let, let us uh, show you how it's done, son. <laughs> so thank you for that. I want to give additional context. So it turns out that the kid is from Pakistani and Colombian descent. And what I saw in his face was he was shocked to be receiving white privilege in the moment. <laughs> he he, he looked like he was like... Right. He he looked like holy shit. This they're not going to arrest me. You know. Good thing I wasn't wearing anything crazy, you know. He looked to me as if he was saying that in his mind, why am I not being thrown to the ground? So I just want to read this quote that came out after a couple of days after the video was released. He says, I don't understand why they arrested him and not me. <laughs> I say that that was just plain old racist. I don't condone it at all. Like I said, I even offered to get arrested. He could, this to me is what white privilege is. And people of color can't even comprehend it. Mm-hmm. And this is why they go off the handles of the way they do in, 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 in bumfuck America. And we have these Karens and these Kevins. They can't even fathom that police officers would harm them. It, it, is un, it is where we have the expectation that there might be a problem as soon as 12 shows up. Right. We're Here surprised we when it doesn't happen. So, oh, shit. That I, cop was actually nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Um, particularly, you, you two are fathers. We're all fathers. But from a father's perspective, I mean, what, what goes through your mind when you see something like that? Guess well, it, we're it, never moving to. 
for me, I, I mean, again, it, and it doesn't matter if you have a, a you know a son or a daughter because you know kids fight. It could have been and, a girl fight. And, yeah, and girls fight probably more, more than boys in some situations. And we've seen police officers manhandle yes. young girls. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So uh, is it concerning to me? Hell yeah, it's concerning to me because it might not be my son. It might be your son. It might be your son, Rick. It's still like my son. You know, you, you don't want to see your friends or family members extended family members go through anything like that because this shit is unnecessary. And it, it's not, it, it's like the right thing would have been both cops, one grabbing one kid, the other cop grabbing the other kid and being right. like, and separating them and being like, what the hell's going on here? Right. Exactly. No knees needed to be in backs. But they He's treated, real. they treated this for Nobody needed to be on the ground. No, like these he pulled out an AK-47 and was crip walking like in right. front of him. It's just, I don't know, man. We, we well, you know, like they, like they say that that these white supremacists don't see black children um, as children. They see them as adults. They see them as threatening, as in a, a fully grown adult male, which is a problem. As a, as a father, this terrifies me because these are the lies that racists tell us and they tell themselves. Right? If there was no video, they would have justified this, and their behavior would not have been questioned based on their word, right? But with video evidence, when we can see how you react to black children versus children you thought were white, this this is evidence. Hold up. This, this, is, bit- this is exactly what we experience. Hold up. This is white privilege. The example. <laughs> example one. <laughs> yeah, it's you, you probably have so many videos like that throughout the country. Uh, or you have, so you figure you have videos like that throughout the country. How many cases are not being, being caught on video? Yeah. How many kids are being jumped on at the mall because they were maybe a little rowdy at JCPenney's and, you know, played with some pillows too much. And, and, and then now the cops are thumping on them. Yeah. yeah it's, and it's the racist will tell you, well, it wasn't about race. I was just trying to uh, calm down a situation, break up a fight. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't about race. That nigga shouldn't have been fighting anyway. Doesn't he know? Oh, did I say nigger? <laughs> yeah, my bad. But listen, I, you guys reminded me of something. So I wanted to double down on this week in racism. Kim Potter, the former Minnesota police officer, who was convicted of manslaughter and a fatal shooting of Dante Wright. <laughs> was sentenced recently to two uh, years, just two years, Mm. in prison for that incident. The thing that got me, not only was the sentence super light, but the judge, judge, and let's call her name out so we can dox her or whatever. Judge Regina Chu handed down the two-year sentence, which, by the way, is only two-thirds of the, the the minimum and actually should be out in a week I, I i guess was on the verge of tears maybe but suggested that miss potter shit potter never intended to hurt anyone and her conduct cries out for a significant uh sentence reduction which is well below the guidelines she doesn't need prison cell she needs to be up now everybody in the courtroom get up let me give her a big hug Yeah, so the, the judge getting emotional in the courtroom and talking about how this officer um, just made a grave mistake. 
I I was I thought of it because of what you guys were saying that there is a sense that black lives are extinguishable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Stolen even when they life. are, that somehow it's justified because you know. How, I wonder. I wonder feeling. if. I wonder if that judge would have felt the same way if that was her fucking son, because it could happen to her. Exactly. Son. She's a she's a she's an Asian uh, a woman of yeah, Asian she's American Asian descent. Asian Miss American, Dr. Right? Chu, Judge Chu, sorry. Whatever you know, and I'm not even gonna I'm I'm not gonna go into who she might be married to. I'm just saying, as a mother, mm-hmm. if she has a child with with Asian features or darker skin, because she looked like she might have been Pacific Island Asian, with darker features like she had. And he's out of the party and some shit goes down and, and it, it was her son that mistakenly gets shot instead of tased. How she'd fucking feel. Would she have the same right. symphony, sy- sympathy, excuse me, for the officer that would shoot her, shoot her fucking son? I don't think so. And I respect the, the, the fact that you're bringing up her ethnicity, but just from a human standpoint, to say that when you know the mother of this child is listening to this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is is horrific. What about my son? Is is inhumane. Yeah, I, I think I read in the, in the article that uh, she was sentenced to twenty four months, but she's only going to end up doing like 18. 18 months. Yeah, eighteen she, months. She'll be out a in twelve months, and, and they'll give her a year, and they'll give her a year house arrest. They'll, they'll they'll give her twelve months, and they'll be like, we don't have room, and it's not really a bad crime because America. COVID. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, it's pick, people. We have a short. Poison. We have a short attention span, right? Because, like, nobody's not, I mean, nobody's really checking for the other officers that were involved in the Floyd case. I mean, I don't know. We are. We are. They're in trial right now. They're they're in trial right now, but it's been kind of quiet. It's not making the same noise as the other officer did. Let's just be real with that. Yeah. Because everybody's been paying attention to uh, P. Putin. Yeah. Big P. (laughs) That nigga P. We're not talking about (laughs) Prodigy either. We're talking about. (laughs) 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 they call me putin because i pee sean pee pee all right all right moving on this is the bishop t jakes and when i'm not preaching to my flocks i listen to the toad 40 praise the lord and boy help them boys from the what the fuck is going on in the world files in Utah, a four-year-old has been taken into custody for busting caps at the police at the direction of his father while sitting next to his three-year-old sister in the car. Where did this happen? In the greater Salt Lake City uh, town of Utah. The, the four-year-old got arrested too. Well, the four-year-old was taken to custody. I don't know. He if was just taken into custody. <laughs> He wasn't arrested. They put that motherfucker well, in baby jail. <laughs> they put him in baby <laughs> jail. Am I arrested or am I just being detained, y'all? I'm a baby sovereign citizen. Oh, shit. Uh, so a four-year-old boy whose father allegedly told him to shoot at the cops in McDonald's drive through had to be in McDonald's drive It was taken into child protective custody uh, last week, and the boy and his three-year-old sister are now in the state custody following the wild incident at the food chain, a fast food chain in Midvale. The children had been in the car when the father, oh, oh, I assume this was white, a white guy. Sadat Shamil Johnson, 27, oh, wow. became enraged over an incorrect order and pulled a gun. 
Johnson then allegedly instructed his son to shoot at police officers as he was being taken into custody by responding to cops at McDonald's. The work is called 911. According to the police officer at the scene, I have been in law enforcement for 27 years. I've never seen anything like this that a four-year-old even knows how to utilize a firearm and point it at an officer and pull the trigger is incredibly disturbing. When they questioned the four-year-old later, when the four-year-old was asked, why did you pull the gun? And he said, Could it have my ticket buckets. <laughs> <laughs> my ticket buckets was wrong. Like, what the fuck? First of all, <laughs> the fact that the police had to be called over a McDonald's order is ridiculous. Like, how angry it's, are it's, you? It's like, real are in you the streets. Really? Like, whatever whatever the problem was with the order, it could have been fixed without could it? any police really? being called. It could have. It could have. Because it's not if that... you don't want to uh, give up extra sauce for my Chicken McNuggets, it's in Utah. It's be a give, problem in these streets. In Utah, you, they probably just have... you When you go to the drive-thru, they just open up a dispenser and you can just grab a handful. It's Utah. This is not a New York situation. <laughs> Rick, you I had just imagine, uh, some. I just uh, imagine him doubt that this was the a real counter story. asking for more, an extra cup of barbecue sauce, and they're like, no. And he pulled up his shirt like Ice Cube. <laughs> I was like, is there a problem? Do we have a problem? Do we have a problem? So, yeah. So, yeah. So, Rick, you have uh, doubt that this uh, story is I have doubts. I actually do police accounts of this story. I have serious doubts about this police account of the story because, or wait, wait, there's two possibilities. I think either this father is mentally insane (laughs) for going to McDonald's with his kids. I agree. Yeah. That was the first clue. (laughs) Feeding your child, your children McDonald's. That's the first clue. Rebel, rebel. (laughs) <laughs> and instruct and instructing your four year old to shoot to shoot at police officers, obviously just mentally to shoot. insane, I, man, man. Yeah. But here's the part where I'm starting or, to question this story. Or, 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 or wait, wait, I, this is my this is my the go other ahead, possibility ahead. is Sorry. that uh, you're in cross. Go ahead. The cops are completely making this shit up <laughs> because <laughs> it sounds ins- it sounds insane. One of the two. Is 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 what's actually happened in this? The the the, the, the cop mistaking the, the the little boy's tablet for a gun. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, Get off my daddy! Bah, what bah, what bah. makes me now question this is the specificity in which the officer is talking, mm-hmm. saying that this father told the four year old to shoot the gun. Unless the fo- father is yelling, shoot, shoot you, motherfucker! <laughs> Yeah, shoot him, man, man, man. Don't, shoot him. Yeah, because he said he he turned to his son and said, "Shoot, shoot uh, at the officers." I, I I don't see this as as being a, a, a accurate account of what happened. Yeah, I'm gonna need and to see particularly that. when I read the brother's name because this is this has to be a brother. There's absolutely no way. I'm trying to find. Why his would name he again. try to do that in Utah? Sadat Shamil Johnson. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm pretty positive that's. I'm, I'm betting the house on this. this of the Detroit Johnsons. <laughs> <laughs> Sadat, what are you doing in even Utah? even if you are super militant, right? Super duper militant. Why are you at McDonald's? Black Panther, right? Right. 
<laughs> but would you instruct your four-year-old, your child, your seed, to point a gun at a police officer and potentially get your, your child killed? Let me ask, let me let me tell you something, Alan Rick. I'm raising soldiers, okay? I'm raising real niggas, okay? They're gonna bust back and they're gonna bust caps. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do in these streets. Utah, it don't matter. Kansas City, that's how I roll. <laughs> They lucky okay. my six let me year old just, wasn't in the car. Let exactly. me just add some little man, man was getting his was gonna make his bones. <laughs> I believe they were in a Honda CR. Is that a CRX? Yes. The you guys remember what a CRX looks like? It's a two. The CRX. Wait, is there a back? Is there a back window in the CRX? No. 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 They weren't. So they he weren't was just CRX. shooting out the window. Yes, they are. I'm looking at the car right now. A CRX, the brand, the, the newest model, because the, the newest one is t- 20 years old. Yeah, this is the old school show. This guy was nuts all the way around. Yeah, first of all, the fact that you, the fact that you just told me that the motherfucker was driving a CRX <laughs> tells me right there. First of all, the gun that he had probably was probably worth more than the CRX he was driving. <laughs> the I'm bullet sure he had was worth more exactly. than the CRX. The the nine millimeter whatever gun he had that he was shooting was worth more than the CRX the entire car. Yeah, he was. You first of all, you you yeah, he was mentally, he was mentally ill just off the strength of the CRX. Yeah, I mean, look, until I hear different, I'm assuming cops are lying. Until I know different, that's how I lean now. <laughs> so that's how I lean. Is y'all? I'm, I'm with you, bro. Lie. I'm with you. In the article, did they say that the the kid? Fired out of the back window. There is no back window. Hold up. He fired. He fired. And also, when he fired, his gun was sideways. He was holding it sideways like those rappers. They said he was in the. I, wait a minute. I thought I they said the kids business. were in the back seat. Yeah. Yeah, there's no back window to that car unless the window so, went down and he, he came from. Like, right. The so back he must have been right. like, reaching his oh, hand out yeah, from the back yeah, seat. Yeah. He, he followed. Protocol number two, and he broke out the window first, then fired. No, the so windows were already it was open. Like the boys in the hood moment. Yeah, the, the windows are but, down. But, you, but the thing is, the windows are down. There's a part of the story that you Wait, don't that you didn't talk out. about was he was dragged out of the car. The, the father was dragged out of the car. So when he was dragged out of the car, the door was probably open. At, at the uh, very least, the windows were open because mm-hmm. he was dragged okay. from the vehicle, and that's when he instructed either <laughs> he instructed his kid to do it beforehand. Who knows? Apparently, that's what happened. He said, shoot him! And the kid actually pulled the trigger. Yeah. What the fuck? Something's fucked up here. I don't know what's fucked up. If that little boy did that... You know who this kid is? This is the kid that was in that classroom that time. (laughs) (laughs) Shut the fuck up, bitch! That's who this is. That's who it was. We finally found this kid. Yeah. And he had to be a Johnson. Yeah. This motherfucker was busting guns and telling teachers to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> At graduation. Yo, yeah. Oh my god. But if that little boy was able to pick up the gun and shoot at the at the at the instruction of his father, not only do you need to test the father, but you need to test that little boy. Because mm-hmm. he's a future murderer. He's a he's a future oh, Omar. Future? <laughs> he is well, Omar. He is now. He is now. Well, he needs counseling he's right now. Had- Four years of of uh, mental abuse training. If it's true, <laughs> this is my rifle. There are many like this, but this one is mine. 
<laughs> that motherfucker's four years old in his room. <laughs> Putting guns together with a blindfold oh, on. This Yo, motherfucker. I could not imagine putting a nine millimeter in my son's hand. I cannot see it. <laughs> it's time for you to come up, little. I can see that part. <laughs> I I can see parents grooming their children to not be afraid of. Weapons. Absolutely. I can yeah. see that. I can absolutely see that. Absolutely. What I can't see is grooming them shoot to shoot at police. <laughs> shoot them, Junior. Listen. This is 2022, I think. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure we've moved a couple of years ahead, but we just This don't. is the cartoon I, that I, is 2022. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I can't I just I find it really hard to see a parent put their child in jeopardy like that. It's not going to save you. So that's why I don't believe the story. And I, and and that just might be me hoping that this mindset does not exist in the world, even though I know it does somewhere. I think what it's doing right now is Jesse. It, it's fucking with your sensibility to think that humanity has reached this point. Right. And I have think we, we have. Have we gotten here? <laughs> is this what's going I on? I think we have. Wow. Uh, it's like demolition. I, I think we have like certainly lost some fiber of our humanity. And I'm That's saying true. us collectively. That's yeah. true. But I still don't believe police. I think they're lying. He ain't do that shit. He <laughs> innocent. Free <laughs> Shamik. What's his name? Little four-year-old. Dot. No, no, no. Um, Shamik is the is the kid, four-year-old, right? No, no. Sadat Shamil Johnson is the father. What's the, what's the kid? The, Junior. The, they didn't. They, they're not Dot Junior. Free Sadat Junior. Sadat X. I want. I want some butter cookies. <laughs> I want some chocolate milks. <laughs> Let's get some chocolate milks and cookies on his bus. Come on. This <laughs> <laughs> little niggas. Some some some, uh, some what was it? Alphabets. Alcorn books. Yeah. Some Oreos and some Capri Suns. <laughs> um. This is funny, but uh, it's gentlemen, not that, funny. It, 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 it's disturbing. But it's, it's the world we live in. It's the world disturbing. we live in. And we have to accept that. If we don't accept it, we run the risk of not really I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating how bizarre this world is. I'm going to need to see body cam footage. Because I'm assuming the cops are lying until they prove otherwise. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying we have to appreciate that this is within the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. I don't. This is bad. Not, no. I like to say Innocent until proven guilty. All right. Well, as always, good things do come to an end, gentlemen. Talk to me about what you learned today. I learned that you can uh, train your kid to bust guns. <laughs> Allegedly. Well, there was a, well, there was Don't a fuck with uh, Junior. bullet hole in the McDonald's awning. So mm-hmm. he apparently did let off one shot. I don't know how well his aim was, but there anyway. was a there was an injury. Uh, apparently, the hamburger was hit. Um, he's in critical <laughs> condition right now. We have a word from the hospital. Robo, Robo, this nigga shot me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we have from the hamburger. <laughs> This hamburger that took a hot one. Oh, I mean, this is just this. This nigga shot me, rebel, rebel. <laughs> I'm at Salt Lake Hospital, and we're speaking to the hamburger. 
Rubble, rubble, a stick of shot me, son. <laughs> I'm bleeding here in my hamburger chest. <laughs> the story is developing. We'll report more as we learn more. <laughs> oh, that shit. That reminded me. Remember um, Gumby got shot? Yeah, Yo, I could not stop Gumby. laughing at <laughs> that. Was such a brilliant Gumby, damn it, just segment, yo. Oh, it was a series of segments, actually. Mm-hmm. Who shot Buckwheat? Who shot Gumby? Yeah, that was hilarious. All right, right. what did you learn, Rick? What did I learn? Well, I'm learning that company distilling uh, straight bourbon whiskey. It's kicking my ass. <laughs> uh, that black lung. That, that black lung is busy. The black lung and widow's tears. I what did I learn today? I learned I learned basically from this conversation that our mayor's got a lot of work to do. Not just in terms of what he's doing in reaction to what's happening on the subway, but how he's dealing with them and, and, and the actions that he's taking, I don't think they're going to be sufficient in really making change and helping the people, all of the people. True. But maybe those are the decisions you got to make as mayor of New York city. Maybe you can't help everybody. You got to pick and choose who you can help. Usually people with the money. It doesn't seem to me that helping the police is a good start. We'll see. I learned that, as always, racism still alive. They just been sealing it, as the prophet, uh, yeah, he said. Speaking of which, I should have mentioned you guys need to go watch his uh, the, the documentary on Netflix about uh, Kanye. Yeah, pretty good. I agree. It's it's it. it, it I think it's genuine. Sorry. I think it's it's reminiscent. It, it reminds you of the old yay. It reminds you of why we fell in love with hip hop. I, I listened to uh, what's the song? Uh, Something in the city. The two words to him and Most Def and Freeway. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I love that. I forgot how much yeah. I love that song. That song um, and the song he did with Cameron. Oh man, dun, 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 dun. shit, damn. What is that name of that song? All right, tell us on the next episode. Yeah, but it's it's hot. You know you know the song. I'll play it when we. Yeah, go. yeah, yeah. All right, cool. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Please check us out on all platforms at Decoding 40. New episode drops every Friday. And please, if you have a problem or if you just want to give us a shout out, give us a call at, what's the phone number, please? 908-608-618-4040. Yeah. Until next week, everybody. Actually, we got a cool guest next week. So uh, please come and check us out. Peace. 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 Decoding 40.